Studios. This is After 9 with Scott and Kat. Yeah! Happy Monday, everybody. What a beautiful stretch of weather. This country is so big, though. I realize it looks like the middle of January right now in Western Canada. There are parts of uh, Saskatchewan and, and Alberta that are covered in snow right now. Well, we're getting 21 today. 25 tomorrow with the humidity. It's it's in, it's insane, isn't it? Yeah, my sister-in-law who listens to the podcast often. What's up, Chrissy? And her husband, Stephen, they're in Alberta. They're uh, right around Edmonton. And she was talking about shoveling this weekend and being freezing cold. And I was like, I that sucks. I'm glad it's not me. <laughs> <laughs> Were you smug about it, though? No, I try not to be because you know we have our days. You know we I have know. our times. We we all have those moments where we look at photos or videos from across the country and we go, oh, must be nice. And so mm-hmm. right now, really, that's just everybody looking at us. But you know we're going to get our day. After four long, tense days, we've reached a historic moment in this election. We can now project the winner of the presidential race. CNN projects Joseph R. Biden Jr. is elected the 46th president of the United States, winning the White House and denying President Trump a second term. This weekend was full of firsts and full of history as Joe Biden, we think became the 46th president-elect of the United States of America. Well, he will be the 46th president on January 20th, 2021, assuming that these court challenges that the Trump side have launched don't go anywhere. Right, right. I'm nervous about talking about this. I really am. Because, fuck, I mean, just this weekend, uh, let me read you a DM I got. Oh, I got a couple of those, too. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm happy with the result. I don't understand the DM hate that I got of people attempting to rub it in my face. I was asked to venture. I think it's because I was asked to venture a guess at a certain point. Who do I think? Right. And I guessed that. I don't know. Trump by a small margin. That's my guess. It didn't mean that that's what I wanted to happen. I'm very happy with the result. I'm eager to see what Joe Biden and I don't know. I'm more of a fan of Kamala Harris myself personally than I am Joe Biden. But I'm excited to see what they do for the states and in turn what what that means for us here in Canada. So I'm actually really happy about the results. So calling me a privileged white bitch that's probably crying right now because uh, Biden won is did, did absolutely nothing for me on Instagram. Yeah, here's one that I sort of fluffed off too. Uh, ha ha. Your boy Trump didn't win, you racist bitch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm, okay, all right. Might have been the same person then. <laughs> yeah, it's but thank you for listening. Possible. Hey, either way, thank you for listening. Appreciate it. Listen. Listen. Listen here. Oh, he's starting with listen, guys. Listen. Careful. Each side is entitled to question the results of the election. Right or wrong, they're allowed to question it. And that's part of democracy. And you can't wrap yourself in the democracy flag and say democracy's great because our person won if you're not willing to explore all parts of that democracy. Congressman John Lewis, Congressman John Lewis, before his passing, wrote, democracy is not a state, it is an act. And what he meant was that America's democracy is not guaranteed. It is only as strong as our willingness to fight for it. Is Trump entitled to question it? 
Yeah, he's allowed to. Is he uh, expected to? Well, he had even more votes in this election than he did in the last election. But this was also there were more votes than any other time in in the course of human history in the United States of America. So put an asterisk on that, though, a little bit. Well, sure. Both sides got a record number of votes. My point here is, is that there are a lot of people that voted for Donald Trump and whether they're right or wrong. And that's one thing I'm not saying, whether they're right or wrong. Either way, they have an expectation that Trump will look into this. There are allegations out there. And right now, I'll be honest with you guys, I haven't seen any evidence. I've certainly heard some anecdotal things and I've heard some claims, but I haven't seen any actual evidence yet that this election was tampered with. And if it was, well, that's why the courts do get involved in elections sometimes to right a wrong. But I haven't seen any evidence that there was a wrong yet. It is a little weird to me. This is just me, and I'm, I believe more in the office than in the woman or man that occupies it. I think that it is something real special to be president of the United States of America, and I'm very happy for Joe Biden, and I, uh, I, I wish him nothing but the best. But I do think it was weird that he accepted and gave that victory speech while there's still so much up for grabs. Refusal. Of Democrats and Republicans to cooperate with one another. It's not some mysterious force beyond our control. It's a decision, a choice we make. And if we can decide not to cooperate, then we can decide to cooperate. And I believe that this is part of the mandate given to us from the American people. They want us to cooperate in their interest. And that's the choice I'll make. And I'll call on Congress, Democrats and Republicans alike, to make that choice with me. The American story is about slow yet steadily widening the opportunities in America. And make no mistake, too many dreams have been deferred for too long. We must make the promises of the country real for everybody, no matter their race, their ethnicity, their faith, their identity, or their disability. I was also a little bit surprised at how many leaders, knowing full well this is going to get challenged through all the courts, right up to the Supreme Court, congratulated Joe Biden. It's almost like, even though they're not, there's nothing wrong with Justin Trudeau phoning Joe Biden to congratulate him. He may have also wanted to do a call, though, to Donald Trump, just in case. There's still a possibility here that, let's say, the million to one odds, the Supreme Court agrees with Donald Trump, and somehow this election gets overturned. That's a possibility. I'm not saying it should happen. I'm not saying that it will happen. I'm just saying that it's a possibility. So I was a little surprised that Biden gave the speech, and I was a little surprised at how many leaders have not, or sorry, have congratulated Joe Biden, but have not then contacted Donald Trump as well. Uh, So far, it looks like Mexico took a stand. Mexico said, yeah, we're not going to call Joe Biden and congratulate him until the process is over. They're saying the same thing in China, saying the same thing in Brazil. I mean, we think we kind of expected that from Brazil. But nonetheless, uh, there's some leaders who decided, no, we'll just wait and see how this plays out, knowing full well that there are going to be court challenges. They tried to steal the election. The ballots that you said you saw are lying around the place or in trash cans or whatever. 
Where are you hearing that from? Uh, I mean, it's the videos are going viral everywhere. Uh, I've seen them on TikTok. I've seen them on Facebook. I've seen them on Fox News. I've seen them on the local news around my area. I've seen too much pieces of different evidence so far that shows that at this point I would be okay with a revote. Really? Yeah, absolutely. When you have video footage of people taking bags of ballots and showing that they are for Donald Trump and lighting them on fire. I helped write a fact check on CNN on, on that particular video. The election officials said that video has been going around for a few days. Uh, they are print-out ballots. They're not real ballots. You, so you use the information of the election officials. Somebody like me comes along, tries to research it, tries to fact-check it, and then I fact-check it, you'll come back and say, well, the election officials would say that. But wouldn't they, though? That's the thing, though. Question everything, right? You are not going to steal this election from The video actually showed sample ballots, not real ballots. The video's assertion is false. But even the president's son tweeted it to his millions of followers. Election officials in Virginia, where the sample ballots were from, told CNN they had spent days trying to correct the online misinformation. It was pretty special on Saturday night. I personally don't find Joe Biden to be a particularly inspirational leader. But I am impressed with the story of Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris accepting as what are the all the accolades that go with it? She is the daughter of an immigrant, daughter of a single mother, first woman of color to be elected vice president of the United States. There's now going to be a first gentleman who's sorry. He'll be the first second second gentleman, gentleman. (laughs) the first second gentleman. Cool title, eh? Well, you know, I mean, we've mused about these things over the years. Like, hey, what would happen if there was a woman president? Would it be the first man, the first gentleman? What do we call them? Uh, I don't know that we'd ever had that conversation about the vice president and a second gentleman. But, yeah, I mean, that's exactly what it is. And he is the second gentleman. He is of Jewish descent. Uh, Good. I mean, it's a nice feel-good story. It's incredible for diversity in America. Absolutely. And I like how they put it on SNL, which had to air just hours after the speech. I thought Maya Rudolph killed it. I am humbled and honored to be the first female, the first black, the first Indian American, the first biracial vice president. And if any of that terrifies you, well, I don't give a front. Also, my husband will be the first second gentleman, and he's Jewish, so between us, we check more boxes than a disqualified ballot. Yeah, Maya Rudolph is great. Uh, I thought Jim Carrey did a pretty good job playing Joe Biden. Can you believe it? I honestly kind of can't. It's been so long since something good happened. Sure, it took forever. We kept edging closer and closer. I've never felt so alive, which is ironic because I'm not that alive. I'm going to be a president for all Americans. That's right. A liberal state like California or a cracked out hot mess like Florida. (laughs) I will be your president. Is he going to play Biden throughout his entire presidency? Yeah, I mean, I mean, he will play Biden for the time being, at least. That was the plan, actually. Like, I think regardless of what happened for the rest of this year, they would have figured out a way to keep him on. But from from my understanding, he has a lot of interest of going back to his roots, Jim Carrey, and, and doing these live shows. He really, really loves it. And I mean, you see him. He thrives. He's incredible. He's 
I, I love seeing him do it. So I think that I wouldn't be surprised if we heard that he agreed to do it. Al, in case you're wondering, Alec Baldwin was asked about, okay, so what's going on? If Trump, if, if this is legit, Trump is out, it's done, what's going on there? And he said he so looks forward to taking a break from that or perhaps not even playing Donald Trump again. Hmm. And passing it on to somebody else on the cast to do it if and when Donald Trump pops up again in pop culture. Because who knows what's going to happen? That's kind of the excitement of it all for me is like, what happens next? So let's say um, there's no contesting it or whatever. So it's Joe Biden, Kamala Harris. It's going to be Jim Carrey, Maya Rudolph. But what happens with Donald Trump? Because, you know, he, he does. He's not one to just go away. People tend to ignore him a little bit more when he wasn't president. So will people just ignore it? And will he start to go a little bit? You know, off the rails with some of his comments that he makes. Will people pay? He's already doing that. I mean, he's been doing that for a while. But will people pay as much attention to it? Right. There's people who do things like that and you pay attention, you know, like your Kanye West, who if he goes off on a tear of some kind. eh, Now, at this point, we're all like, okay, he's going off on a tear. He's he's saying this and that. Fine. Well, is it going to be like that? One of the things that I'm really struggling to understand is the strategy on the Democrat side. I get it. They, as soon as they were projected to win, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris said, "Okay, the rally is tonight. We will give the speech tonight. Cue the fireworks. Cue the drones, which, by the way, were incredible. If that's the future of fireworks displays, I'm here for it. Bring on the drones because mm-hmm. that show that they did after Harris and, and Biden spoke on Saturday night was really, really cool. The technology is amazing. So that's good. But the strategy here is is to normalize it right away Uh, before the court challenges happen, before it even occurs to anybody that the the courts really could still overturn this. They wanted to make it seem like this is the president. This is the vice president. They're in waiting. They've accepted they're going to go into all the preparation work that needs to happen during the transition because there are still what is it? 75 days before Biden takes over as president. He doesn't get sworn in until January 20th, 2021. And there's a lot of work to do in the meantime, as he alluded to during his speech. So that was it. They want to normalize it, make it seem like this is a done deal. And then that it becomes discouraging for the people who want to keep feeding into the narrative that this was a rigged election or that there was vote fraud and things like that. For Trump, I can't quite figure out what the strategy is. If he doesn't want to concede, he doesn't need to concede, and that's fine. It's not even a constitutional requirement. He doesn't need to concede, but typically someone will concede, especially after the media projects a winner. In his case, though, he's throwing out a lot of theories and videos from Fox News on social media. Half of them are getting flagged and some of them are getting left up. And I can't figure out if he's just trying to create enough doubt to fuel mm-hmm. the people that are behind him or or what the actual strategy here is. Maybe he's just in denial that he lost. Maybe he truly does feel like something nefarious happened here. And if that's the case, it, like I said at the beginning, it's his right to challenge it. I just really hope that it doesn't incite violence. That's the last thing we want. If you want to challenge it, sure, just be responsible about it. Because the last thing you need is sending a bunch of pissed off people out into the streets ready to protest. We don't need any more of that right now. People that are all inflamed and think they've been wronged or their guy was cheated going into the streets to protest. I mean, if it's going to go through the courts, let it go through the courts and let those judges make those decisions. And if they find that there was no evidence here of voter fraud, okay, fine. 
Biden and Harris it is, January 20th. If they find there was fraud, I don't even know what happens from there. I don't even know how they are going to sort that mess out. I mean, the election's over. Victory has been claimed. There's no concession, but uh, Biden says he won. So I don't know what's going to happen if Trump's even got a case. Like I said, I haven't seen any evidence at all. If it's out there, he's got to hurry up and produce it. But if he doesn't have any evidence, then he should probably concede. Uh, George W. Bush. We mentioned him last week on the podcast. He had a good statement. And if you haven't read it yet, you should probably check it out. It's on his Instagram. He basically said the people have spoken. But let's keep in mind, Trump himself is entitled to challenge. That was something that came up for George W. Bush when he ran against Al Gore. That's the presidential election. There you go. For now, now for now, that's all we have on that. We'll see where. Well, it goes we don't know. There. I mean, it's going to be a story that is continues to sure. be written. I think. Fine. I don't think it's just going to fizzle out. I see Trump wanting to go out in a blaze of glory, and if he does concede, I don't think he's leaving the White House without issuing a whole ton of pardons, including potentially to himself. There's going to be. This is going to be a historic. Last uh, two and a half months of a presidency, no matter what happens in the courts, you know that Trump's not going to be quiet and just chill out in the White House and fly down to Florida every day and play golf. It's not going to be like that. It's going to be chaos for two and a half months. uh, I I can't wait to find out, but I also feel like I can wait to find out. Do you know what I mean? That A and B, I'm excited about what Joe Biden is going to do, you know, January 21st, like what's going to happen next? What will he take off the table that Trump has put on the table? Like, what's the first thing to go? Well, I mean, one of the things that Trump did as part of his presidency was undo a lot of what Obama had done. So I think a lot of Biden's goal is going to be to undo what Trump undid and redo that there you go like uh yeah absolutely anything that that obama had his hands on he's going to make sure that it's there and it's there for people to see and going forward hopefully it will stay in place for them that's probably the goal absolutely what was your first reaction this morning when the news came out that pfizer claims that their new vaccine has been tested 90 percent efficacy in combating the novel coronavirus okay covid19 i thought good that's a great, that's a good step. That's a good step. That's just the first thought that I had. Already people are saying Trudeau should take it first. Trump should take it first. Fauci should take it first. I get that there's people out there who don't uh, like vaccines. Yeah. All right. There's people out there who are very excited about this. There's people out there who think, well, fuck, we just saved Christmas. This is great. Get Whoa. me one of those so we can gather. Christmas 2021, maybe. Like, what are you talking about? You think, you think that that'll just be out and, and about? Well, They're not done th- yet. This is the thing. I watched 60 Minutes last night, and they were interviewing the top U.S. military general who's in charge of distributing the vaccine. And one of the questions they asked him last night was, do you already have a stockpile? And he said, yeah, yeah, we do. And he said, I'm not going to tell you how many we've got, but we do have a stockpile. And the second we're approved to do so, we can mobilize within 24 hours and start distributing that vaccine. First, it's going to go to the most vulnerable and to healthcare workers. Then they will start to get it to seniors. Then they're going to start to get it to other high-risk groups. And eventually, it'll end up like the flu shot where you can just walk into any shopper's drug mart or Rexall and get a shot. But this one requires two doses. And apparently, 
it's going to be a logistical nightmare because this is a vaccine that needs to remain refrigerated. And it's great that we've got all those Hercules airplanes that the military is willing to fly all over the place to distribute this vaccine. But I don't know many of them that have got the refrigeration capacity to hold millions of doses of vaccine and refrigerated at the they'll same time. They'll have to get creative. They'll, they'll have to make it they'll have to make it happen and, and do just that. They'll have to take the plane and become come up with a. A method put in a put in a massive fridge is basically what it's going to be like. I'm sure it won't look like your regular fridge, but they're going to have to put one in to so that they can properly transport it. That's just what they're going to have to do. But I guess my question is, if this just came down this morning from Pfizer and it did, it was at about 7 a.m. I believe that they put out the tweets saying, "Hey, yep, we've tested it, 90 percent effective in blocking someone from catching COVID-19." Okay, that's good. But if this just came down this morning, how does the military already have a stockpile of it? The U.S. military. Do other countries have a stockpile? Do we have a stockpile? And why would we have a stockpile of the Pfizer one and not the Johnson & Johnson we one or we any of the other a, ones? Do we know that we don't have a pile of the Johnson & Johnson or there's not a stock available at our fingertips if, let's say, I mean, Pfizer's the first one to come this far. Yes. So there's that, right? And now we know that there's a stockpile. What if there is already stockpile, but obviously we're not at the point where we even need to talk about it because it's not there yet with Johnson & Johnson, for example. Yeah, I don't know why they would stockpile anything until it was approved. I could see Pfizer being very confident in the vaccine they're developing. They're saying, guys, this is a home run. Start making it. As soon as we get FDA approval, ship out a couple million doses just to show that we're on top of this. But if they've actually already shipped it to the government and it's ready to go, this is the government waiting on the government to approve it so the government can distribute it. It just seems a little weird, like a little cart before the horse kind of action there. Well, like, when does the FDA get a hold of it? When can they start testing it? Or are they the ones who have been testing it quietly in the background? I don't know. I still have some questions about this, but it does seem... Like something we can be optimistic about because the numbers are crazy. I mean, I'm sure um, not everybody heard the numbers over the weekend, but in Ontario this weekend, 3,463 new cases between Friday and Sunday. 3,463. Another 434 cases yesterday in Toronto. Another 385 cases yesterday in Peel. 105 in York Region. Yeah, it's not. It's not. This great. is Halloween, though, right? It, this is the Halloween get together. I was wondering that. I was wondering if if it was that. If um, I mean, what else could it be? Like, we just had to think about what else it could be. It's. I think that all signs point to possibly Halloween. I would like to know. I don't know. I just can't think of any other reason that we would be gathering, but I can think of a lot that are coming up. There's a lot of Americans here in Canada that will gather for U.S. Thanksgiving. In two weeks? Is it two or three weeks? I think it's three weeks this year. Uh, Diwali is coming up. Christmas is coming up. New Year's is coming up. There's a lot of occasions. Not to mention, office staffs might think, oh, hey, I haven't seen you in a while. Let's go for drinks because it's the holidays. That's what a lot of people seem to like to do. I don't really see a big window of opportunity here where everybody is home and nobody's going different places. I don't see a lot of opportunity here. Where we can get a nice, good stretch with no gatherings and maybe the numbers will calm back down. Because, again, I I never thought that it was the gyms that were fueling this problem anyway. I didn't for a second believe it was the restaurants. 
but gatherings, they really seem to be behind it. So hopefully this vaccine works. Hopefully a lot of people are willing to take it. I even heard a suggestion that the government should pay people to take the vaccine. Should pay people to take it. Okay, I still stand by what I, what I, what I decided what I decided in the last. What did few, you decide? This is what I've decided because I will be honest. I, I don't even do. I don't do flu shots. I've never done a flu shot in my life. But I'm back. Obviously, I vaccinated. I'm not an anti-vaxxer by any means. It's just like when it comes to those kind of things, I just I I don't find that I I, I need for it right now. So when I hear that there's a COVID nineteen vaccination and I know that I'm not high risk. Do, do I want to put my raise my hand and be one of the first people to take it? I'll be honest. No, I don't. I don't want to. That thought scares me. That thought scares me. I don't want to be one of the first ones to take this vaccine that it's not. I know it's by professionals, but it still feels a little whipped up to me. So that's just how I feel. Um, I still think it should absolutely go first and foremost to the vulnerable, the old people, the people who work in healthcare. They should get it without question first. First in line, first responders, anyone who's on the front line that we call front line health care or emergency response people, elderly, etc. And anyone, again, who has who has maybe a weakened immune system by any means, because they've been through hell, hell this year. And we don't want them to live in fear like that. That should be over. After that, it should just go by who wants it. Who wants Mm -hmm. it? Do you want it? Mm -hmm. Great. You get it. Like you're in line or you're in line for it. Nobody should be forced to take it at all. Should we be wasting our time vaccinating kids? That's, you know, I, <laughs> some, some people would think of it as a waste of time. I mean, kids get, can get COVID. Um, kids are spreaders. Kids, you wonder, because you don't know enough about this virus is the problem. So you wonder, can kids slow, like it might take a while, but maybe they could build up an immunity to it. And for them, if the, if the symptoms aren't so bad, is it going to all be okay? I don't know. I mean, the, I'm not saying it is. Um, but I don't think that they should, again, I, I, like anybody else, I don't think that anyone should be forced to take it. I don't think it should be a, Hey, you're in the school system. Your kid better fucking line up for that vaccine. I might have a problem with that. Yeah. Oh, believe me. I, I, I think that that will create a shit storm. <laughs> the likes we've never seen in this yeah. country. I think that's when you're going to see a lot of people Googling private school and homeschool and how to do it and how much yeah, it costs. There's going to be a fight. There's, if you dare try to do that, there will be a fight but as long but to me that should be fine we shouldn't need to vaccine our kids because as long as the most vulnerable are covered with that vaccine as then we should be doing our job just by doing that hey guess what you're now at the point in your life let's say years from now hey you've turned whatever 65 we we now recommend that you take this vaccine okay fine i understand now I'm technically a senior or whatever it is. Like okay. the shingles vaccine. Yeah. When you reach a certain age, they recommend exactly. that you start getting vaccines exactly. that particularly hey, impact older people. You work in healthcare now. This is these are the vaccines that that we require for you to work in healthcare. That's a little more understandable. I don't think you can sit there and say you're going to put a needle in your kid's arm and this is it when they're not vulnerable and you don't feel like afraid of it. It's, as long as we protect the vulnerable and those who should be protected, that should be enough. That should be it. Should be. You would think. Uh, Kieran and Tilly just got married. We're very happy for Kieran and Tilly. They first got engaged over the Christmas season in 2018, and this year they wanted to be married before Christmas, despite the challenges of COVID-19. Would you like to know why I'm singling out Kieran and Tilly here? (laughs) Sure. 
Kieran's last name is White. Tilly's last name is Christmas. So it will be Kieran and Tilly White Christmas. <laughs> oh my gosh. What are that, the odds those two found each other? Uh, that's the most wonderful time. I love that. <laughs> I love that. That's actually, would that make you happy? Like if you just shook their hand and they told you that, like that puts a smile on your face, no? Hi, I'm Tilly White Christmas. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. That's fantastic. I didn't even know Christmas was a last name, but it turns out there's quite a few of them. I'd only ever seen it in Dumb and Dumber. I didn't know that there was regular people out there with the last name Christmas, but it is a fairly common last name, and these two just happen to find each other. That's so crazy. (laughs) If your last name is Christmas and you don't make it a life goal to meet someone with the last name White... Well, I mean, you're not doing it right. It's better Shit. than it's better than dark and Christmas getting together. A dark Christmas. Uh. It'd be like a horror film ready to happen. <laughs> um, let's see here. Oh, fuck. Organ donation is very, very important to people who obviously need an organ. And there's a person in Los Angeles that was anxiously awaiting a heart transplant. This just happened on it was either Thursday or Friday, late last week. Person is awaiting a heart transplant. They got one. Somebody passed away. The heart still works. Great. We're going to donate that heart and save someone else's life. It's very noble when you can give the gift of life. So they sent a helicopter to pick up this heart from the hospital where the donor had died. When the helicopter was approaching the hospital where the transplant recipient was, it fucking crashed. It ended up landing on its side on the helipad on the roof of the helicopter. Now, because this was a transplant, there were firefighters waiting right there to assist if need be. And they were able to get the heart out of the helicopter. It wasn't damaged. Great news, right? I mean, that heart has now survived whatever it was that killed the donor. And it survived a helicopter crash. Awesome. Happy story here. Oh, wait, there's more. The doctor took the heart from the paramedics who were in the air, who were in the helicopter that just crashed, started taking it down the stairs to the ER, or sorry, not the ER, the operating room, the OR, where they were going to do the transplant surgery. They already had the patient prepped and ready for surgery. They were just waiting for the heart. They were going to take out the old one, put the new one in, boom, great. The doctor fucking dropped the heart. No! (laughs) Dropped it on the floor. What? Is that, was that the first time for the doctor? I believe so. Oh, God. This thing is Dr. Butterfingers slippery. dropped the heart. Oh, my God. How shitty of a human would you feel if that was you? Is there like a five-second rule or a 12-second <laughs> rule or anything like that on a heart? Like, how long can it be on the floor before it's probably not a good idea to put it in someone else's body? Yeah, do you give it a rinse off, a blow? <laughs> no, it's fine now. It's, you know, I... I I, again, I couldn't even imagine that doctor's feeling, but holy shit, it had already been through enough. Come on. Why would you handle with care after you had learned all those things that just happened? It survived whatever killed the donor, a helicopter crash, and being dropped on the floor. Wow. They did successfully, though, do the transplant, and it looks like that transplant recipient is going to be just fine. Wow. You can read that story right now if you'd like to at scottandcat.ca. Would you avoid having sex with someone? Well, you're married, so just try and imagine yourself. Okay. Live vicariously here. 
Would you avoid having sex with someone who had opposing political views? Oh, if they were hard, you know what? Anyone who's yes, I will say yes. Be, it wasn't necess- not necessarily because of opposing. If they let it take over their life, yes. There are some people who seem completely consumed by this. Oh, yeah. Whether it's you know the people, whether it's on their Facebook or Instagram, they feel the need to post about it constantly all the time or make comments about it. No, I'm out. No, don't give a shit who it's for. Like, don't give a shit if it's someone that I do agree with. If you're letting it take over your life that much, peace out. There are no shortage of people on Whisper right now participating in a thread where couples are actually considering breaking up. They're certainly not doing anything intimate because of opposing political views. Household divided. You've got one Democrat, one Republican. They don't like each other. And here it could be liberal, conservative, new Democrat, green. We have a lot of parties here in Canada, but it's the same thing. Political views are breaking up relationships. One that I wanted to highlight here, a girl broke up with her boyfriend because he confessed to her that he was having sex dreams involving her and Donald Trump. Oh, <laughs> that's nasty. <laughs> what, what do you do if your husband says, hey, I had a dream last night. It was me, you, and the POTUS. Well, it dip- <laughs> did, did, I mean, did he like that? Or was he like, guess what? Can you believe it? Like, he had to specifically like it, right? Well, I mean, she's telling the story. So I don't necessarily think that we know the whole story, but it doesn't seem like he disliked it. Oh, God. I mean, weird. Hey, when you can do the uh, the London Bridge high five with the president of the United States of America, (laughs) that might be that that could be special. I mean, what else do you get to have a pig roast with the fucking president of the United States of America? That's other than in a dream. When else does that happen? I inaugurated a real fucking good. <laughs> That's brutal. Uh, let's see here. We're going to spend a lot of money on Christmas this year. We're, we're going to buy more gifts than we did last year, but we're going to spend less on the number or on each individual gift. Sound about right? More gifts, but less money spent. Okay. More gifts, but less money spent. Yeah. You know what? I could see that. 53 small gifts on average is what someone is going to buy. Well, you have to think about what the big ticket items for the individuals that you spend money on would be. Um, Would they have been concert tickets? Would they have been a traveling voucher of some kind, whether it was a hotel or list a number of things that because of COVID aren't the same? That makes a lot of sense in that way, whereas you get them a bunch of little things because those big ticket items... You don't purchase anymore. None of us are spending money on those things. It's not like no. you'd buy them. You know, it's not like you'd be like, here, this is a special treat that I bought you. It is passes to this and tickets to that. And like, name them. Name all the shit that we can't do, right? Or I shouldn't say we can't do, but we don't do as often. So I guess it makes sense to buy a lot of little things. I won't be buying nearly as much as I normally do because I realize that with COVID, we won't be gathering. In fact, I won't see a lot of the people this year that I typically Mm -hmm. see between December 1st and Boxing Day. Normally, I'll make an effort to, ah, fuck, I'll go over and visit that person or, oh, yeah, that person wants to drop by while they're out anyway. I'm cutting all that shit out. So I'm going to buy a lot less this year and I'm good with it. I'm cheap, though, right? I mean, that's that's you just my probably thing. have been waiting for this Christmas your whole. This life. is the Christmas I've been preparing for. You've my been whole waiting life. for an excuse to not have to get gifts. Like mm-hmm. I would bring up to Scott, for example, I'll, I'll throw you out one right now because he's not in the room currently. I know he listens to the podcast and he's on the podcast from time to time. Hey, 
We should probably get our boss, Dave, something there. Ah, oh, fuck, he says. Usually. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, really? Fuck. We have to get him something? Well, why do you get it? And I'll just, I'll just e-transfer you. <laughs> I guess. Don't, don't spend too much, though. We don't need to buy him that much, right? <laughs> Fine. Get him booze, but not good booze. Like, shitty <laughs> get stuff. Get him the middle, middle of the line. Like, not too cheap, but like middle of the line. You know what I mean? You know, Crown is cheap, but it tastes good. So that's probably a good that's compromise. Perfect. Yeah. You know, we don't have to go like fucking wild turkey, but we also don't need to go top shelf either. So let's keep everything in perspective here. I mean, God, he's probably not going to get any, us anything. So it's fine. Just get him <laughs> something mediocre. Fine. That's usually how the conversation goes every single Christmas. <laughs> Uh, A new study has found that problems at work affect our sex lives as well. Men and women have different work issues, though, that cause those problems. The study found for women, stress at work, things like deadlines or having a bad boss negatively impacts their sex life. For guys, it's typically burnout and exhaustion that causes the lack of fun in the bedroom. The solution, they say. Put more effort into separating your work life from your real life. Obviously, it's not going to happen overnight. Yeah, that's this hard is from for the New York people. Post. Yeah, uh, yeah, but I mean, hey, if something's weighing on your mind, you've got something that's just got to get done for work. It's tough to squeeze in that intimate time, and if you do squeeze it in, eh, maybe it's not as thoroughly enjoyable as it otherwise could have been if you didn't have a million different things that have to be done before. Three o'clock on Thursday. That sort of thing. Yeah. Stress is a big problem. And that's why, everybody, I want to remind you that if you are fortunate enough to have benefits, get those fucking massages in before the end of the year. (laughs) Come on. You only have a little while longer. (laughs) Actually, we're lucky because our benefits here go uh, January 1st to December 31st. You've got one calendar year to use up all your benefits. And here we are. That magical time um, shortly into November where I think to myself... Okay, got to use them all up and get the value. Who wants some glasses? Let's throw out some fucking glasses for people. Let's get some massages and clean my teeth like three times in the next month. That sort of shit. Use those benefits. That's right. Good luck getting a massage appointment in December. So you're going to want to make those appointments. I was just thinking that when you said it, I'm like, damn, it's going to be hard to squeeze one in there. But if you can do it, do it. One more thing before the replay of missed connections. Um, A woman in Florida. And again, this is another reason that you don't tell somebody, particularly that you don't know, to calm down. Woman in Florida, it was Jacksonville to be specific, was staying at an extended stay hotel. And she went to the front desk and said, where is the free breakfast? So the guy at the front desk explained to her, well, listen, ma'am, I don't know if you've noticed or not, but there's a pandemic. We can't just have plates and plates of that shitty hotel breakfast food sitting out for hours on end. So there is no free breakfast at the moment. She lost it, like so many people do these days, real short fuse, started cussing the guy out. And that's when the guy behind her at the registration desk said, excuse me, miss, why don't you just calm down? It's not his fault. Whoa, 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 whoa. What do people do when other people tell them to calm down? Well, she got even more heated. Very seldom will someone calm down when you tell them to calm down. Usually it makes it worse. So the woman turned around to the guy and said to him, and I quote, I'll fucking kill you. (laughs) 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 Then she walked out the front door of the hotel 
jumped in his pickup truck that was sitting outside and drove it into the pond in front of the hotel. <laughs> Listen. That's what <laughs> the happened. The cop said it was fully submerged by the time they arrived. Oh, my God. Wow. You have to be next level pissed off in order yeah. to do that. Mm-hmm. You never tell anyone to calm down. I mean, I think we all know the golden rule, right? It doesn't happen. You tell someone to calm down when they're angry, when they're really pissed off. They that the, calming is the opposite of thing of what they're doing. Nobody does that. Nobody. A stranger saying it to a lady, not a good idea. Not a good idea at all. Don't tell somebody to calm down. Well, she needed to be told to calm down. I mean, shit, shit. She needed to be told. Calm down. She just didn't handle it very well. In any case, since nobody got hurt, and since she is now charged with a lot of things, including um, vehicle theft, battery, uh, mischief. I mean, she's facing like eight different charges. She's finally going to get that free breakfast in jail. Uh, yeah. Fun fact. there's You get f- three free meals a day in jail. And it sounds like she needs a massage. I think she's going to get a couple of those, too. Enjoy. <laughs> yes. You need You're it. exactly right. Why don't you just calm the fuck down? Take a massage. <laughs> Some people. I mean, and it's getting worse, guys. It's getting worse. And on that, we say thank you very much for listening to After 9. Is there anything else we have to mention here? Well, we will mention that uh, as we do on Mondays on the podcast, we air what we did on our radio show. We hope that you can listen to that radio show. It's 91.5 to beat. You can find us uh, anywhere you stream, but we always tell people the Radio Ca- uh, Player Canada app is awesome for it. You can listen to us 5.30 to 9 a.m. Eastern time for those listening from all over the place. Um, and that's where you hear this. It's Missed Connections. There's people that want to find someone from their past and it's a big world where do you start well you start on the internet you tell the story there hopefully they'll see it and contact you Mm, the first the first one's a weird one uh the zoom class crush woman for man as a remote student this semester i thought my love life would be limited but one look at you was all i needed to fall helplessly into the void of infatuation You had your camera off, and you never spoke. But I could tell just from your name and the shape of your Zoom square, we're meant to be together. Come on. The way the syllables of your name look nicely with the syllables of the last name, I just knew you were something special. I even started going to almost every class just to see that Zoom square, which, of course, I pinned to my screen. Who cares about finding all of the theories our teacher asked us to I'd rather find what you and I have in common but since I dropped that class after I got a 13 on the midterm (laughs) I don't know when I'll ever be blessed with seeing your beautiful name again maybe I should have gone to office hours more often first off he's absolutely right all syllables are sexy it was a woman. It was a woman looking, well, thinking for a man. They can be certain. Okay. How can you tell? Oh, you just de- desperation, horny. I mean, name a number of reasons. Lonely. You can't is the answer, Scott. You just, you just have a very vivid imagination after you're cooped up for a little while. But all she could see was the square yeah. with the camera off. All the sexy syllables in your name. There's nothing sexy about that. You can't tell anything about what someone looks like from their name. Are you sure? Are you sure? Maybe there's something to that. 
I would love to know what the person really did look like. I would love these two to meet up. I'm sure that person on the other end of that Zoom square does not. 13 on the midterm. Oh, God. Yeah. Hey, you'll, come you'll have to pull I'm your, a real moron. You'll have to pull your weight in that relationship, dude. That's for sure. <laughs> more, more than your weight. <laughs> come on. I know. I don't even know, London, Ontario, what to say to you or about you this morning. London. This one hails from the beautiful London. It's called The Girl from Harris Park, Man for Woman. You responded to my ad on here looking for a mean girl that was willing to kick me in the balls. Whoa. We met a few times, once at Harris Park downtown, once at McMahon Park. Your name was Celine. You wore black Harley boots you proceeded to kick me in the nuts with about ten times. You left me seriously sore. I was walking funny for like a week. It yeah, was, you just got hoofed in the nuts. It was wicked cool. If you see this, get back to me. I'm not sure what to do here with COVID involved, but I've really been jonesing. Let's do it sometime again. Celine, where are you? That was awesome. I don't want to judge too much here. Yeah, you, I'm going to judge a little bit Do here. it. There's people out there, believe it or not, that actually enjoy this and will pay strangers to do it. To kick them right in the, the boys. This guy, I don't understand. Can he not find her or didn't get any contact information? Yeah. You would think if you're going to agree to pay someone to hoof you in the boys, you would at least get a name and a number. You'd think. Celine is all he has. Could you so, imagine being at Harris Park at that time and seeing that go down, though? Oh, You're just boy. like, oh, I'm just going to have a nice little sit here on the bench. And, oh, my gosh, she just kicked him square in the... Sir, are you okay? Can I call 911? No. Never been better. I'm fine. I'm fine. Do you... I assume you would fall down. I, I don't imagine you're don't standing after that happens. I don't know. Do you just like roll around in the grass in pain for a little while and then just dust yourself off and get in the car and go back to a normal life? Do you call an ambulance? What happens? I don't even know. You just and, put an ice pack on it for a week and you're good to go. And and Celine, do you just like kick and run or do you hang out? Is there small talk afterwards or before? <laughs> or do you just like run up and boom, right in the balls? Yeah, is there any lead up on that at all? Is there, like, Rochambeau-type foreplay? Any kind of foreplay? Do you wear special shoes when you're going to go and do that Well, the Harley boots, I mean, she was probably wearing those purposely. Sure, she probably has her ball-kicking boots and then her regular everydays, you know? You've got your your nighttime, evening, nice wear, and you've got your daytime shoes, your grubby shoes, when you go for, uh, you know, like a walk with the dog. She just happens to have uh, shoes that are great for kicking men in the balls. That's it. She just organizes her closet a little bit differently than the rest of us. That's all. Do we know what the going rate is for something like that? If I wanted to procure Mm -hmm. that service, how much would it cost me? I am as curious as you. I would love to know what the e-transfer transaction was between these two. Right. Yeah. Huh. I mean, like I said, I don't want to judge too much, but it's kind of messed up. Oh. It's a little messed up. Oh. Oh, it's a lot messed up, but I'm living for it. Every single piece of it.
Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the ring.